Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast on Tuesday, Valentine's Day, the 14th of February. Today, the latest Indiana farm news, markets, and weather brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Today, Eric Pfeiffer checks in, reporting on a new Indiana bill that will inventory lost Indiana farmland. We have details of the aquaculture opportunity for Hoosier farmers. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says continued mild but soon unsettled weather. And the market's up yesterday. We have analysis from John Zanker and C.J. Miller on the settlements. On the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. Where did all the farmland go and how Indiana farmers could benefit from aquaculture? I'm Eric Pfeiffer and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Getting everyone to agree on something is very difficult to do in politics, but freshman state representative Kendall Culp was able to pull that off with his first bill introduced in the Indiana House. House Bill 1557, a bill that would inventory the farmland we've lost in Indiana over the past 12 years, passed the House last week with a 97-0 vote. Culp says the bill is a first step in addressing concerns about food security. We've come through the pandemic and we've seen times where we've seen empty shelves in the grocery stores we've really never seen before in this country. And so it, it has kind of reemerged that, that food security issue. So a lot of folks are in tune to this and they're, they're seeing farmland that's, that's disappearing or being paved over and it's a big concern to them. Because of those concerns, Culp says a number of people have approached him saying we need a strong farmland preservation program here in Indiana. And so as I considered that, I really thought we really need the data to see how serious of a problem this is or if it's just a perceived problem. Um, as you know, farmers become more efficient and productive every year, really raising more with less. And so maybe we're already raising more even though we're losing more land and maybe it's not a big issue. Before we can have a strong, robust program, I think we need that data. The Indiana State Department of Agriculture will be tasked with compiling the data. They testified in support of the bill during its committee hearing. The State Department of Agriculture, again, they seem to be really excited about this. Um, it's a matter of collecting that data and then presenting it, and they have um, until July 1st of 2024 to come up with that. So we would be looking in two years, the next long session, if there will be some sort of follow-up legislation, it would be at that time. Culp has also authored House Bill 1132 that would create a land-use task force it passed out of the House Commerce Committee last week. Hear more about these bills in the full hat interview with Culp at HoosierAgToday.com.
The farmed fish industry, or aquaculture, has become huge across the globe. Andy Eubank has details on how huge and what it means for Indiana farmers. Farmed fish is now bigger than all land-based meat with the exception of poultry. That's Jeff Johnson, president of Benson Hill Seeds. Farmed fish is also bigger than wild-caught fish. The scope of aquaculture represents a major opportunity for farmers who can grow the right soybeans. Soybean meal from commodity soybeans upsets the stomachs of salmon and trout. Currently, they're having to take soy protein concentrate from Brazil, which is extra processed, has a big environmental footprint, and use that. What we're able to do with the stuff we can grow in Indiana and surrounding states is harvest that through one step of processing. It already has the anti-nutritional, so it doesn't need the second step of processing. And it's at a high enough level of protein, more than just commodity soybeans, that the salmon can use it directly. That means that market can get that cheaper because it doesn't have that second step of processing at a significantly less environmental footprint from a water usage and carbon footprint because it doesn't need that second concentration step. The opportunity in this area is to grow those specialty soybeans with the higher protein and have a ready-made market. The farmers that grow that can receive up to a $5 premium per bushel for growing that. So because of the value we're sharing, there's more value to share back with our farmer partners. They're critical to us because their fields become that second open-air factor. It's actually concentrating that protein in the plant in the field and creating that value that we're able to process in our Seymour, Indiana production facility, crush facility, and then ship that, whether that's going to salmon in the U.S. or going to Norway to the farmed fish. The market continues to grow, providing that robust demand. Johnson says aquaculture is the fastest-growing food production sector in the world. Benson Hill has human food and animal feed products available, too. Growers still have time to contract acres for production in 2023. We would provide that seed to the grower. They grow that on their farm with their management techniques. We then take all of that harvest back into our production facilities, our processing facilities, crush that, and then provide those specialty food ingredients. The best way to find details is to visit BensonHillFarmers.com. I'm Andy Eubank. And I'm Eric Pfeiffer. Who's your ag today? Indiana's Farm Network. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Transition day today, maybe not so much with regard to temperatures. We're staying mild, I think, through probably Thursday midday and afternoon here. But when I say transition, it's a change from the beautiful, sunny, trouble-free weather to more of a unsettled pattern. 
What do I mean? Well, clouds are probably going to build here later this afternoon, and we have some scattered moisture that tries to come through overnight tonight through early tomorrow morning. At this point, the moisture is not impressive. A few hundreds to a tenth or two, that is all, but we're definitely seeing more clouds around. The moisture is done by shortly after sunrise tomorrow, and I think we get sunshine back. Temperatures stay mild for your Wednesday. Going into Thursday, we see clouds build through the day, and rain showers develop in the afternoon and through the overnight. We're still looking at rain, cold air coming in quickly behind the front, but it doesn't show up until I think most of the rain is done. Quarter to one inch totals is what I'm going to call for for Thursday right now, Thursday night. The bigger rains of central and southern Indiana. And then we turn colder for Friday into the weekend. Now, I think we get clouds to break up pretty quickly on Friday, so we turn out partly sunny by afternoon. And we're chilly for Saturday, moderating temperatures a little bit on Sunday. Getting into next week, we are dry Monday and dry mostly for Tuesday before another round of rain comes back overnight Tuesday night through Wednesday and Wednesday night. Rain and thunderstorms there could be another quarter to one inch with coverage around 90% of the Hoosier State. Track of low is going to be very because cold air is going to be trying to come down again. And whether or not the cold air is here during the moisture or not is really going to dictate what type of precipitation we see. Right now, I'm still mostly in the rain camp, but we may have to change that as we get closer to it. So that's the system that I'm really watching close. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. The grain market starting off the week higher. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Monday Farm Market Review. I'm C.J. Miller. This review brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. Visit them in the North Wing at the National Farm Machinery Show later this week in Louisville. They'll even give you a price list. Value, knowledge, performance, it's in their genetics. With grain market analysis, it's time to check in with John Zanker with Risk Management Commodities in Lafayette. And John, corn, soybeans, and wheat futures all ended higher on Monday. It appears a lot of folks are watching out not just for the 15-day weather forecast in Argentina and the uh, updated conditions of the soybean crops there, but also Ukraine reports that Russia has been ramping up their war efforts there even further, and that appears to be impacting the corn and wheat markets once again here, John. Well, Friday was certainly a big day. We saw a big move in wheat, and that was tied 100% to concerns that at some point Putin's going to shut those exports off again. Can they have a major offensive uh, with, um, you know, uh, heated at least a war of words? continuing between uh, Putin and the United States and Europe. Uh, it's just, um, it's probably hard to feel confident that if this war is still going on in three or four months, that Ukraine is going to be continuing to uh, export wheat and corn from uh, their ports. And, and it'll probably be down to one, you know, it's down to two ports now, but might be down to one. And, um, Will the Ukrainian farmer get the rest of his 2022 corn out of the field in time to uh, get some of his 23 crop in? So there's some severe implications there again. And, um, you know, the uh, Brazilian weather forecast in the northernmost state, Mato Grosso, continues to be pretty wet. And so a slow harvest there has certainly been supportive of nearby soybeans in particular. And uh, also, supportive of corn in that 
the saffrina crop, the second planted crop in Brazil, is getting off to a slow start, much like two years ago. And uh, they didn't get that crop mature enough before the the hot and dry season, and it uh, really cut into production. John, I want to pivot now and talk about China because of that Chinese spy balloon that flew across the U.S. last week. This past weekend, three separate unidentified objects shot down by U.S. military aircraft, and that's creating some tension between both countries. And I'm kind of questioning what impact that will have on the grain and commodity markets here in the U.S. because China is the single leading buyer of ag products from the U.S. Well, it's never a good sign when the biggest destination for your products are uh, blatantly uh, showing some espionage. And uh, it's certainly it's certainly ra- uh, raising some tension. Um I'm not concerned about it being a prelude to war. I see absolutely no reason why China would ever start a war with the United States. It doesn't make any sense for them, uh, both from an economic or a military standpoint. So I'm not worried about that, but uh, the tension is not a good thing, and it just continues to push them. I mean, uh, they bought a lot of Brazilian corn, so they lifted a lot of their restrictions uh, that allowed Brazilian exports or Brazilian uh, imports in, and uh, a a very large amount of corn uh, that basically supplanted anything that uh, that we could have sent them. So they will do everything they can (laughs) to uh, source soybeans or corn or wheat or milo or anything from somebody else besides us. You know, that's just, that's just the way it is right now. So uh, fortunately there aren't too many alternatives, um, you know, in in soybeans, especially. Once again, John Zanker with risk management commodities, a check of your grain and livestock markets are coming up. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group are your local farmland specialists. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local Acre Pro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-587-3185 and talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-587-3185. Settle from Monday, March corn gaining four and a half cents at 685, May corn at 682 and a quarter, four cents higher. March beans up just a quarter cent at 1542 and three quarters, May beans two and a half cents higher at 1536, and March wheat climbing six to 792. In the livestock markets, April live cattle up $1.15 at 165.10, and April lean hogs sharply higher, up $3, two and a half cents ending the day at 86.35. And that's your Monday Farm Market Review for your Tuesday, Valentine's Day edition of your Hoosier Ag Today podcast. For Andy Eubank, Eric Pfeiffer, and Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin, I'm C.J. Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's most listened-to farm radio network.